Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Today we continue our series, Close Encounters. Let us journey with Saul, who became Paul, as he testifies of his close encounter with the risen Lord. Turn with me to Acts chapter 26, verse 12 to 23. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people, as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you, to open their eyes, in order to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Before Saul became Paul, he was persecuting those who received Jesus as the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. Saul was a zealot prideful, and blinded to the truth that Jesus was the Messiah. He was bound by religion and trapped in spiritual darkness. Yet he did all this in ignorance. He truly believed he was on God's side. Then a moment in time, Saul saw the light. Who is the light? Saul describes the light as a light from heaven, brighter than the sun. God revealed himself in physical light. Light that was so bright, Saul became physically blind. Yet he knew the light was of heavenly origins. As a close encounter with the divine broke through his pride, darkness and false beliefs.
God reveals himself in ways that each one of us understand, individually and personally. Saul knew the scriptures. He knew the Old Testament writings. He was the Hebrew of Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin. In the Old Testament, light is used to describe the very presence of God in glory and majesty. The psalmist declares, Oh my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honour and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. What a beautiful revelation. The Creator God, how poetic. He stretches out the heavens like a curtain. He covers himself in light. He's clothed with honour and majesty. The Hebrew people would sing, The Lord is my light and my salvation. With you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. God's word was also likened to a light that guides our path and determines our eternal destiny. Light was also used to describe a revelation of God, which is coming into an understanding of him and his truth, who he is, what he's done and will do. Light was also described as God in action. He's setting the captives free. Yet one of the most powerful references to light in the Old Testament is the Messianic prophecy by Isaiah. God declared through his prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Luke, in his writings in the New Testament, testifies that Jesus is God's servant, the one prophesied about all those centuries ago. Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Light of the world. When he walked the earth as a man, he declared and demonstrated the kingdom of God. He revealed the glory of God and his kingdom of light. In his love and his truth and power, he healed the sick. He forgave sins. On the cross, he defeated death and disarmed the powers of darkness and the selfish desires of our flesh. In his resurrection and ascension, he gives his spirit and eternal life. In Saul's every day, on the way to persecuting those who had believed and received Jesus as Lord, Saul had a close encounter with the risen Lord. God himself, God who became flesh and dwelt amongst humanity, the Messiah, the Christ, the Saviour of the world. Jesus declares himself to Saul. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. 
in persecuting Jesus' disciples, Saul was in fact an enemy of God. The very God that he declared that he was fighting for. And Paul received a great revelation of the connection between Jesus and his disciples. As Jesus identifies himself with his disciples in the very first encounter with Saul. He also declared to his disciples on earth that what you do to the least of my brethren, you do to me. Our relationship with each other is intricately woven with our relationship with him. Saul, the prideful religious zealot, is confronted with the truth of who God is and what Saul had done against God in persecuting his people. The reality was he was persecuting the all-powerful eternal one, God who became flesh, the creator of the universe, who in him and through him all things were made, the one whom all creation worships and all the prophets had testified of, God himself, the light of the world. In his close encounter with the risen Lord, Saul was also confronted with his amazing grace and endless love. To know that the risen Christ, the one whom he had been persecuting, was reaching down to him, calls him by name, raises him up, reveals himself to him in a way he understands and gives him a part in his healing mission. He says to Saul, come, come to me, receive me, stand in my presence. I have chosen you, I have called you, come. Saul's eyes have been opened. He received a heavenly vision and has seen the divine light. In the New Testament, Christ Jesus provides a visible representation of God. He is light. He is life. His light is life. Jesus, the divine light, brings revelation to the world. He is the divine light of God and fulfills all the Old Testament prophecies. He is the embodiment of light. He reveals truth and is truth. Jesus said to his disciples before he went to the cross in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the word of God. He spoke, let there be light, and it was so. And he manifests God's glory. Of the light, the Apostle John testifies in John 1, verse 1 to 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men.
Jesus himself declared in John 8 verse 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Who God is and what he does are one. He does because he is. There is no separation between who he is and his character and what he does. He does everything because he loves. He loves because he is love. His actions are motivated because of his character, because of who he is. When Jesus said he is the light of the world, he had just healed a physically blind man to open the spiritual eyes of many. Just as Saul had his spiritual eyes opened, he was commissioned to open the eyes of many. Jesus said to Saul he was sending him to the people to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to his glorious light. With a close encounter with the risen Lord, Saul was turned from the darkness of pride, religion and false belief and bathed in the glorious light of love, truth and power of the living God. The darkness is real and without the risen Lord we are bound by evil and corruption of our flesh. Jesus said to turn them from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And sins are to cause offence, to cause offence to God and to each other, to be bound by selfish desires and of evil. Satan and sin hold this world captive. Humanity gave their God-given power to Satan and Jesus through his life, death and resurrection disarmed those powers and gave his victory, identity, power and authority to his disciples. All who are willing to receive him, receive his victory, his identity, his power and authority, his spirit, his name. His gift of himself is eternal and activated at that moment of saying yes to Jesus. When we receive Jesus, we receive forgiveness of sins. Every offence we have caused, cause and will cause, as a result are sanctified and believe in him. It's important to understand about God. He is in an eternal state of forgiveness. Yet the only way for us to receive and believe that forgiveness is to receive Jesus. In receiving Jesus, we receive his light, life and kingdom. We come out from that darkness. We are sanctified. And sanctified means to cleanse, set apart and to declare holy. That is what God does when we receive him. 
The Lord saves us from the powers of darkness, enabling us to receive his forgiveness, a forgiveness that is eternal. Jesus makes the way for us to be able to receive and believe. It is full salvation which gives us exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. It is God himself, who he is, what he's done and will do. We become children of God, joint heirs with Jesus. We become children of light. We carry his light. Jesus declared his light within us becomes his witness and light unto the world. The Apostle John received a wonderful revelation of Jesus and the fullness of salvation as a testimony of him. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. This is a powerful revelation. At the point of receiving Jesus, we begin the journey of living in the reality of his light. Having received his light, we live in truth that his blood cleanses us from all sin. We have a salvation that redefines our past, sustains our present, and determines our future. It is an eternal salvation. In our present, we are one with him and have fellowship one with another. And fellowship in this context means participation, intimacy, and oneness. As we walk in the light and his light in us, be one with him, having received him, we are one with each other. After Jesus' death and resurrection, his light, glory, and spirit is in his disciples. Until the end of the age, until Jesus returns, Jesus continues his mission throughout the earth through his disciples, by his spirit, as we go journeying through this life in his name to the glory of the Father. We are his light in this dark world. When we testify of him in our everyday life, we can expect our risen Lord to bring spiritual enlightenment to all who are willing. In testifying of him, our purpose is to turn them from the powers of darkness into his glorious light, so that they too will share in all the benefits of his saving work in this life and the next. No matter what you are doing in this life, wherever you are and whoever you are with, if you've received Jesus, you have a testimony. You are his disciple. You have his identity, his light within. Testify of him. We have a salvation that redefines our past, sustains our present, and determines our future. Praise his mighty name. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.